Hey, welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Medium Sports. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, and I'm here with... Joey Gartner. And I don't have anything fun or cute today, but uh, I want to continue our conversation about the transfer portal. Did you see oh. who is now has now entered the transfer portal? Somebody new entered it. Yeah. Well, no, listen, there's been a lot of people that have entered it over the past few days, but... You know Brandon Wimbush? <clears throat> Did he? Yeah, he transferred. Sorry, I'm a little stuffy here today. I apologize. Um, no, TCU punter Adam Nunez wow, has entered the trans punter transfer. Exactly, that's why I bring it up, Jeremy. He's already graduated, so it's a little bit of a different situation. TCU apparently flipped a commitment from Texas Tech, an Australian punter. You know, the whole transfer portal thing has been a trend these days, just like the Australian punter thing has been a trend for the past few years. So they're getting an Australian punter. This guy who already graduated, he's like, eh, I don't need to be here anymore. Let me go somewhere else. Why did that make news? Like, where did you see this? I don't know. I clicked on a headline. It That's, said transfer that portal was a punter. Headline? It said punter enters transfer portal. I was like, You're, you've got to be kidding me. I can't believe it was a headline. I mean, he was the number five ranked punter in the 2029. No, sorry. That's an error. 2019 class. Um, so this guy wants to go somewhere else. Imagine being like your dream job is to be a scout, right? For like college football or whatever. Okay. And you go and like, you get your dream job and your boss is like, all right. Johnson, I'm assigning you to the punter unit. Johnson. Like, I mean, yeah. scouting punters has to be maybe the worst job in sports. Find me the best punter in all the land. Yeah, like, first of all, how do you even figure out who the best punter is? You got to go to Iowa. You got to go to Nebraska. You got to go to Australia, Australia clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the only perk, right? You yeah. get to go to Australia? That is true. I've never been to Australia, unlike you. I have twice. You should go. It's a cool continent. Twice? And country. Yeah, and, yeah you're right. I Mind have been blown. there twice. For, uh, for, I went there for me one time and once for work. Oh, for work. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was cool. It's pretty awesome, man. Good stuff. Melbourne. Like Sydney better. Okay. Like Sydney better. But the Australian Open takes place in Melbourne. And if you like tennis... Yeah. You are white, so maybe you do. I don't love the Australian Open. I'm not a big clay court fan. Uh, that's the French Open, buddy. Oh. Australian Open is hard court. I don't like hard court. I like grass. I totally agree. Grass yeah. is my favorite, which is why Wimbledon is my favorite uh, favorite tournament. Followed, I guess, by the U.S. Open because it's in New York. But for the most part, I only, yeah. I only watch grass. Wimbledon is the best, yeah. I don't know. I don't love tennis that much. Oh. I kind of like watching women's tennis sometimes more than the men's. Women's tennis or women's tennis? Both. Okay. Yeah. Serena beat uh, Eugenie Bouchard. I don't know, I don't if you know saw who that. Eugenie is. Oh, all right. Is she Russian? Uh, no, she's French, I believe. French, okay. Yeah, she's kind of cute. All right. She's no Anna Kornikova, but she's kind of cute. Yeah, but Anna wasn't that good at tennis. Okay, fine. She's no Maria Sharapova. She's not my type. I get it why she's traditionally beautiful. She's not my type. What is your type? Anna Kornikova. (laughs) So a different blonde Russian. (laughs) Less athletic looking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. More trashy looking. Yeah, I do love trashy. Yeah, trashy. Sharapova's not trashy looking at all. Jeremy and I do not agree on any girls, but we can agree on the fact that we love, love Trashy. <laughs> yes, I don't know if we want to advertise that, but too late. That's okay. That's it's out there. So, Trashy girls, please call in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I had a big sports week. Did you? My Syracuse Orange knocked off the number one Duke Blue Devils in Cameron Indoor. Uh, yeah, they sure did. We also took out their star point guard. You sure like, did. literally took him out. Yeah, you took him out. Uh, so, pretty excited about that. Now... Because I've been the worst gambler of the past month, 
uh, that was a game that I bet against Syracuse. I took Duke in 17 and a half points, and they lost as a 17 and a half point favorite. Wow, I didn't realize you actually did that. I did that because I thought they were going to smash us. And then after I placed that bet, two minutes later, I find out Cam Reddish is out sick. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell? After he hit the shot against Florida State yeah. two what days What the prior. hell is this? And then Jones goes down. It's like, I can't get mad. But I, I did the ultimate hedge. And at halftime, even though it was a one-point game, Syracuse was a plus 700 to win the game outright. Wow. So I put $5 on it just to try and recoup my money that I yep. bet, and they won. Isn't that ridiculous? That's pretty amazing. Holy yeah. shit. And the ultimate hedge. The only two bets I've won in the past three weeks are a $10 and a $5 bet. <laughs> Congratulations. You're really lining your pockets full of money. So listen to Joey uh, when we get into the conference championships and not Oh, today. and we will, and we will recap last week's bets as well. But uh, yeah, that Syracuse game was kind of nuts. Duke almost lost to Florida State two days prior. And if Cam Reddish, you know, the sick guy, hadn't hit that shot, Michigan would be ranked number one at the moment. Uh, two days later, they go ahead and they actually lose. Yeah. And now Michigan, all they need to do is beat Wisconsin on Saturday. And we will be ranked number one in all the land. Over Virginia? That's that's what I'm trying not to... I'm trying yeah, to get that out of my head. Virginia's, You're the second person that said that to me today. Yeah, I, I wonder what they would do. It'd be pretty. It'd be one of the closer number one votes, I You think. know what's funny? Duke is probably going to beat Virginia, and Duke will still be number one with two losses. You know it's, no, you know it's going to happen. I don't think so, actually. Good. Um, no, I don't I know how right. the AP can do that. Well, but stranger he, things have happened. People do love Duke, though. Yeah. Getting back to uh, the Duke game, uh, Jim Beheim had a little bit of an accident there, huh? Huh, what we happened? We don't have to discuss that. Oh, we sure do. What's the guy, the... the guy sweated in his crotch. Big What's deal. the quote from um, Billy Madison? If uh, if peeing in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. All right, so he's as cool as Miles Davis. So it's like, if peeing in your pants makes you a grumpy old man, consider me Jim Beheim. I don't know. I always wondered what these coaches do when like, they have to use the bathroom in the middle of a game. Like, they can't just leave. There's halftime. Yeah, he didn't have to go at halftime. I, I, I get know, he's it. He's an old man. He probably has I get prostate it. issues. I get it. He's just, well, yeah, he survived. he's a prostate cancer survivor, so I don't want to poke too much fun at him. Huh? Sounds like you are. Sounds but, uh, like... He owned you... it. That's what I like. I don't like Jim Beheim, but he owned it. What did he he's say? Just stand- no, he didn't say anything. Uh, I don't know if, you know if he's actually addressed it. But he was just standing there, you know, like jacket wide open, just kind of like coaching the team with a piss o- stain. Old men don't care. Yeah, that's fair. He's an old man. I have seen some recent footage of coaches who like wrap towels around their waist. Now, I don't know if it's because they sweated through. I know some coaches have ripped... Because there's some heavy coaches out there. They've ripped their pants. <laughs> heavy coaches? And there are. I mean, basketball, basketball, college basketball coaches are not the most fittest men on earth. Would you uh, agree? Yeah. You're right. Bruce Pearl? He sweats more than anybody. Bruce Pearl? No. Buzz Williams sweats Buzz more than Buzz Williams, anybody. you're right. That's the sweatiest man in the history yeah, you're right, of the actually. world. Yeah. Pearl's number two on the list. <laughs> I love Bruce Pearl. But yeah, he, I would have wrapped a towel around myself. I don't know. But he's an old man. Yeah. I like that he owned it. Yeah, just if you're going to pee your pants, goo! No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's what you take away from the game. They beat the number one team in the land. No, I take away the fact that Michigan could be number one. But you know what? We're probably going to lose to Wisconsin and screw it all up. Badges. Do you know how many uh, times Duke has lost as the num- as ranked number one at home uh, under the Coach K era? Wow, um, I don't. It can't be more than two or three. So this is now the fourth time... Oh, guess, I other, guess it can. But the other three were against North Carolina. Okay. This that's... is the first non-Tar Heel team to do it. Oh, wow. Congratulations, dude. I felt pretty good about it. I was yelling. I was yelling. It was one of those games where you yell. I don't have too many yelling games anymore because, you know, as you get older, you're not, you're not... Yeah, you're not as into it. Yeah, you're not well, as no, in... you're into it. You're just, like, not as crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, like, now when I sit and watch my, my teams, I'm usually just, like, on the couch, not really reacting. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like we're battle-tested at this point. Like, we know not to overreact to things. 
Like, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, I'd go nuts because <laughs> I've never seen them really win it. Um, but I was up and screaming at night at, during that game. Pretty awesome, man. Congrats. It's a huge, huge win. Might have been yelled at. Might have been yelled at. Well, that's because you live with your girlfriend now. Might have been yelled at. Just throwing it out there. Didn't care. <laughs> Didn't care. <laughs> Had no effect on me. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love it too. Um, anything else we need to talk about? Uh, no, that's it. Let's uh, let's just get into the uh, the football portion of the podcast, which is going to be, I guess, pretty much everything because we are getting into conference championship weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, look, there's only three football games left, which is bizarre to think about. It sucks. But there's a lot of gambling to be had still, and yep. Super Bowl, obviously, is probably the most gambled. Would you say it's the most gambled event in the world? I would say that because I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Over the World Cup? Um, well, it's a one-day thing compared to a 30-day thing, essentially. The most gambled day of the world. Yes, absolutely. But maybe the World Cup in general it's is more gambled on? Yeah, the World Cup final, maybe. No, I'd say it's a Super Bowl. Even though other, con- I don't know if other countries are betting on this. Yeah, but I feel like there's more gamblers here in the U.S. because we have more money than a lot of other countries. There's a lot more of a disposable income. I'd be interested to see what the, how we contrast with Europe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know if anyone in North Korea is gambling on any sports, but... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't uh, even think they can watch the Super Bowl. Probably not. I don't even think they care about the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. All right. Well, you want to just quickly review the debacle that was last week for me? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So we agreed on two picks, and we disagreed on two picks. And somehow we both went one and three. Not not very good. Oof. After you went 0-3-1 oh, the previous week. So I'm um, one and six and I'm one six one one six and one. Not a not a good run in the playoffs. Yikes! I had a decent wild card round, but uh, the divisional round of the playoffs definitely was uh, was brought to you by the letter L. Let me tell you, I had the Chiefs minus five. You had the Colts plus five. I won that, and that's all I won. You had the Rams minus seven. I had the Cowboys plus seven, which, by the way, was the most confident I was in any of my picks. And of course, I lost. We both had the Chargers plus four and the Saints minus eight, and we both lost them. Look, I mean... But I had the Saints money line. It was terrifying betting that at minus 360 I mean, whatever we should have was. covered the Saints bet if he just hits a field goal. Kickers have screwed me a lot. Yeah. Um, and I said to you last, last week, I was like, are we idiots for not betting on Brady and Belichick? Like, and we were. We were. We were. Yeah. Chargers never had a chance in that game. I don't know. Even though there was like a slight backdoor cover that looked like it was going to happen all of a sudden. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened to the Chargers. Don't bet on the Chargers in the playoffs. Yeah, silly us. We just ignored history. I think we uh, we got too much on the Phil Rivers bandwagon. I know you love him. We did. I like him. I don't love him. We thought it was the end of the Pat- Patriots dynasty, and we'll talk about you know oh. is you know we'll talk about in the conversation. We will definitely game, talk but... about that. But just Look, to recap uh, our numbers, sorry, really quickly. Um, let me see. I am thirty and twenty six and three on the season. Jeremy is twenty five, uh, thirty one. And three on the season. That's wow. no good. That is I've locked it up. There's only four. three games left. You did. You beat me. Should I do a victory lap around this small little conference room here at the office? If you want to look like an idiot, do it. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, I don't really care. Look, you beat me. I had a horrible year after having such a great year last year. I don't know. I have no explanation. Good thing I don't have a gambling podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, I do. <laughs> I do. You know what? I'm going to make up for it for the next three games. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I hope you do. Can't rain every day. I hope you go 3-0. and I will still uh, still beat you. But yeah, good luck. But I, I want to end on a good note. I also need to get back in the positives. Okay. I'm in the fair. red right now. Yeah. Until Mahomes is announced as the MVP, that is. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about... Want to go in order? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I mean, there's only two games. So. <laughs> so Rams, the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Before we get into this, by the way, do, have you realized that the top four offenses have made the final four of the playoffs? 
Isn't that kind of cool? It says a lot about the state of football right now. It does, now. yeah. It's an offensive game. What happens game. to defense travels in the playoffs? Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Kind of weird. And I'll throw another stat at you after we start But exciting. Like, yeah, no, I'm excited. If you could have, other than your favorite team, four teams in the finals, like wouldn't these be the teams? It makes for good football. Maybe I the think, Patriots I can do without. Well, yeah, that's that's an understatement. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I think it's good for the game. I mean, Chargers, Chiefs would have been as fun, too. True. Yeah. Divisional game, yeah. Those are always fun. Yeah, right. Divisional game, two high-flying offenses. I don't know. Anyway. So Rams at the Saints. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, Saints are the faves. Who do you like? Um, This one I was a little more confused about as which to take. I don't like this game from a gambling perspective, really. Honestly, I think I'm going to stay away from this. Ooh. I think I am going to take the Rams at plus three-and-a-half. Okay. I think I've said on this podcast and to you separately – I'm still not sold on the Saints. I get they're a good team. You know, I get that they are pretty much the class of the NFC, and I think people are kind of forgetting about how good the Rams were earlier this season, but I'm not one of those people. I'm taking the Rams plus three and a half to cover. I think the play in this game is the under, and I know they're in a dome, but I feel like each of these defenses has the talent, and I think they're going to hold them. eh, I don't want to say field goals every possession. I just, you know, I don't see a 30 to 27 game here. Hmm. I just... Don't think that the offenses, both on both sides, uh, are the same as they were earlier than in this year. Obviously, we know that Drew Brees let the MVP pretty much slip right through his hands. You know these teams played each other earlier this year. I do. That was a great game. It was great. It, it was forty-five to thirty-five, and oh, there were a total of game. Yeah. three combined punts. However, I don't see that happening again. They say it's hard to beat a team more than once in the season. Yep. Um, I feel like that might come into play here, which is why I'm taking the Rams. I know it's three and a half. Um, I like the extra hook there. I feel like that's what really pretty much uh, persuaded me. I like that it's Sean versus Sean, Sean Payton versus Sean McVay. You know, two kind of... Um, Sean Bull. Sean Bull, yeah. Two kind of, um, you know, up. I don't want to say up-and-coming coaches because nah, Payton Payton's obviously not is not an up-and-coming yeah. coach. He's a... Uh, Top five he's coach. He's an though. offensive genius. Um, I do think the Sheldon Rankins injury is going to hurt the Saints. He's out with the Achilles injury, um, so it kind of hurts their uh, the interior of their defensive line. Um, I don't know. I don't have strong opinions about it, but um, I think, uh, gun to my head, I'm taking the Rams. It's interesting you brought up the coaching thing, because when I look at the matchups this whole weekend, <coughs> I think you can make a strong case that these are four of the top five coaches in the NFL. Uh, well, Belichick, obviously. McVay, I think definitely. Andy Reid. Sean Payton and Andy Reid, yeah. Right? Like, who's... Can you think of two guys better than these four guys? Uh, no. Maybe Pete Carroll's the fifth? Sure. I actually do like Pete Carroll, so yeah, I'll go there. Right? Can you think of anyone else? I actually like Mike Zimmer a lot, but this season was kind of a train wreck. No, you can't put Zimmer in there. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done enough. Yeah. I think these are the top four. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Offense and coaching. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go against you, which you're probably happy about. Yep. So I like the Saints, although I agree that extra half point is scary. I don't like buying that extra half point, but maybe I will in this situation. So here's why I think the Saints are going to win this game. So the Rams rushed for over <coughs> 270 yards against Dallas last week. Yep. Not fun. That's that's an ass-kicking. Yet, the Cowboys were still in the game at the end. That, to me, says a little bit that this team can't close, and that even when they run all over a team, how good are they really if they can't blow them out with 270 270- Frickin' rushing yards. Well, the Rams knew what the Cowboys were doing on defense. They keep saying they knew what was happening. On okay, the then why line. was it a one-score game? I don't know. You're, that pisses me off. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. But why? Yeah, if that was the fact that 
people are spreading that rumor. Yep. And it was still a one-score game. Makes me think that maybe the Rams aren't that powerful anymore. You're right. They peaked too early. You brought that up earlier. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're at the peak of their powers now. I don't trust Goff on the road. I don't either. So the Saints have the best home field advantage. Maybe the Saints and the Pats have the two best home field advantages in the league. And I think the Saints' defense has been really good over the last month. You mentioned their offense has kind of stagnated a bit. You're right. But the inverse of that is the defense has played a lot better. So I'm actually going to disagree with that. Their run defense specifically. They're top 10 in the NFL, but they've been bottom third since week 13. And they've had the seventh easiest schedule since that time. But in the beginning of the year, it was horrible. They have improved. I'm not saying they're a good defense. I'm just saying they've improved. Eh, yeah, They have been playing that well against an easy schedule. The run defense. Just the run defense, which is their bread and butter. Yeah. Look, their secondary isn't great. I agree. But that just makes me think they're going to have to rely on Goff even more. Sure. And Goff on the road with that environment, I'm not sold. Yeah, so forget about um, like the environment being on the road, but just a game of this magnitude. He's never been in anything like this. Right, and, and Breeze has. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. He's yeah. te- battle-tested. Right. When it comes down to it, Goff hasn't been here. And look, Sean McVay could probably outcoach almost anyone, but I don't think Peyton is a guy he can outcoach. I agree. So you don't have that McVay advantage. I'll take Breeze over Goff. Goff, look, you do have Todd Gurley, fine, but you have Alvin Kamara and Ingram on the other end. So that's what that's what I think. I think Todd Gurley will see some success because the run, run defense is kind of um, you know stagnated a little bit. Um, bet, getting back to Goff, he's only th- he's only thrown for more than 222 yards in a game once in his last six games. That's surprising. The other one was over 300 games, but it was a catch up game against New England. I think it was on Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football, one of the uh, one of the prime time. You could games. throw Thursday Night games out the window. Yeah, fine. No, I think it was a Monday Night game actually. So I do think the teams will air it out, but I think they also won't abandon the run. We mentioned Todd Gurley. You mentioned Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Also, C.J. Anderson, I think, I don't think he's going to do what he did last week, but boy, were we wrong about that last week. Remember we said there's no way we're scared about him? And he had, what, 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns? It's insane. Yeah, you know he's shit the, on the Cowboys. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. You know, fat he, boy CJ. Yes. I didn't realize how fat he was, did you? No, it's, yeah, I didn't realize. He's a tank. Looks like he ate his uh, former self from a few years ago. But he's the first player with 100 yards and at least one touchdown in his first three games of the new team. I didn't realize that. It's uh, not going to happen again. It's not. And I'm glad you brought that up because the one prop I like in this bet is the under for okay. CJ Anderson rushing yards. I like it. So it's 48 and a half. Um, I think there's going to be such an overreaction from what happened last week in the last few weeks. Yeah. I think Gurley's probably a little bit healthier than he was. Yep. I think they're going to have to lean on Gurley over CJ. And I also think to beat the Saints, you got to throw on the Saints. Yep. So I think that's what's going to happen. Now, Sheldon Rankings, uh, the star D tackle on the Saints, did go down. He was kind of their run stuffer. I just think that means more pay dirt for Gurley than it does CJ. That's what I'm saying. I think Gurley's going to have a good game. I don't know what the over-under is in terms of yards, but it's definitely something that I'm going to have to look at. Now, on the other side of the ball, who's going to cover Michael Thomas? Okay, so here's my thoughts on Michael Thomas. I'm hearing a keep to leave, but you also have Marcus Peters. Who's uh, terrible, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so that was literally my next sentence. Here's my thing on Thomas. Everyone knows they're going to try and get Thomas the ball. McVay knows this. Yeah. I think they're going to double cover Thomas. I think that opens it up for someone like Ted Ginn, although it is Ted Ginn, Ben Watson, some of their other, the Kirkwood. They have all these weird receivers. Ben Watson. Isn't that him? Sure, yeah. He's their tight end? Yeah. Yeah, I almost looked at the Ben Watson. I just didn't expect to cover him on the podcast. Maybe a lot of dumps to Alvin Kamara. I just think that McVay's not going to let Michael Thomas get 15 receptions on his defense. That's fair. And Tlaib is pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Can he cover Michael Thomas? Mm, We'll see. Can anyone cover Michael Thomas? Yeah, I don't know. I heard a lot of after last game, a lot of people were like, "Michael Thomas, best receiver in the league." He's not the best receiver in the league. He's been put in a good situation. Exactly. 
Like, give me Hopkins, who's had crappy quarterbacks yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Bad, bad shitty, shitty head coach. Yeah, bad head coach. Like, Michael Thomas has been in the perfect place to succeed. He has a Hall of Fame accurate, maybe the most accurate quarterback ever thrown to yeah. him. Like, he's top five receiver. I'm not putting him number one. Yeah. He's not going to win MVP, though. Sorry, getting back to Breeze. Of the league? Yeah, no, I was talking about Breeze. Oh, Breeze, no. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for your bet. That's yeah, fine. Okay. So you're taking the Saints minus three and a half. I am taking the Rams plus three and a half. Am I confident about it? No. I like the other game better. I think the Saints are a better team. I, again, that half point scares the hell out of me, though. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. it's definitely going to end at three. Yep. And I'm going to lose. Yep. Yeah. Saints by three. I wish you could bet on Saints exactly <laughs> winning by three. I mean, you can. You can just buy half a point. Uh, oh, winning by exactly no, yeah. three. Because um, then you could get pretty good odds. Yeah, I think you can do like zero to three, four to six. I don't know if you can do exactly three, but... I, I want to look into that. It's going to happen. That'd be a hedge against myself. Yeah. It's going to happen. We all know that. Yeah, because I took three and a half. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on that game? Uh, no, I'm excited. It's weird. I always I thought the uh, the NFC was always the later game, you know, because it's like the older conference, more historic. But uh, it's the early game. It's at three o'clock, and the AFC is at six thirty. Two reasons. Oh, okay. Patriots. Okay. Having more of an audience. But I always I thought the NFC was always after. I guess I'm just wrong. And Mahomes. People are going to tune in to watch Mahomes. Well, People want to be- see Mahomes take down the Patriots it's, dynasty. It's the better game. That's what I keep saying. So let's move on to it. I don't know if it's a better game. I, I disagree. Okay. Yeah. I don't Why know. Why do you disagree, Jeremy? Uh, because I think the Saints are the best team, and I think the Rams are a very exciting team. Okay. Yeah. Fair. That's why. All right. Uh, Pats at Chiefs. Chiefs are a field goal favorite. They are. Um, you want to start? Uh, no, I started on the other game. You start. I'm going Chiefs. Okay. I'm going against Patriots again. Um, so not a time like a time tested strategy to win money no. is to bet on the Patriots. I'm not confident in this at all. The way you're not confident in the Saints Rams. Okay. We'll throw some stats at you. Okay, let's hear it. First stat: Andy Reid, coach of the Chiefs. You know him, the guy you don't want to follow after. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At a, after a bathroom. Stand. You mentioned uh, dumps or dump offs earlier. I was going to mention it, but. Oof. So Andy Reid is one and four in conference championship games. That's not good. Nope. Bill Belichick is eight and four. Is that good? Uh, it is good, but the Patriots are, have lost their last three conference championship games on the road, and oh. I'm start. I'm sorry You're if stealing I'm stealing my, my thunder. Stats. I'm sorry. Go That's ahead. fine. That's fine. I don't actually have that. Oh, I do have that stat. Anyway, so Brady at home. Brady Belichick are at home in the playoffs. Twenty and three. Yep. Which is insane. Why did we bet against them last week? Anyway. But on the road and in the playoffs, just in general, they're three and four, as you mentioned. That's a huge difference. Now, if you just take this season, Pats were a very different team on the road. They were undefeated at home this year. Did yeah. you know that? Eight and no, and three and five. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, three and five on the road. Let me talk. Let me t- walk you through some of those losses on the road. Double-digit losses to Jacksonville. Yep. To Detroit, and to Tennessee. Tennessee, fine. They're okay. Yeah. Those are three bad losses on the road. So. I don't know if we discussed this, but they lost five games this year to teams that didn't make the playoffs, which is the most teams that any Belichick-Brady team has Ah. ever lost to. I think this is the worst Brady-Belichick team we've seen. Yeah, Would you agree? Uh, Well, we thought that last week, and they won. They dominated, actually. But we forgot about the Chargers' history. True. Uh, KC this year at home, 8-1. I don't know who the one loss is, but I'm pretty sure it's against a very good team. One more stat for you. Pats at home have averaged 33 points a game. On the road, want to take a guess? 24. 22. Wow, 22. Okay. 22 points on the road. Now, the Chiefs' defense stinks, but they also showed up last week. All those stats add up to me taking the Chiefs. I was actually shocked that the Chiefs had a good game on defense last uh, last week. Good for them, though. 
Um, you know, Tom Brady has been a favorite 67 games in a row. So the streak is over. The streak is over. I think, I think they asked him about that, and he just kind of chuckled with his TB, stupid TB12 yeah. hat on. <laughs> um, every game since 2015, 67 games in a row, that Tom Brady has played, he's been a favorite. It's kind of nuts, right? It's, and it's now a, one of the more impressive streaks I think I've ever heard of. I totally agree. I mentioned they've lost their last three conference championship games on the road, and Kansas City is very good, and Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. So I get I get that they're an underdog, you know, regardless of all the success they've had. Um I want to talk about the weather. And everyone keeps talking about this being the, the biggest factor in this game. I don't really think it matters, you know, affects one quarterback more than the other or one team more than the other. I think the biggest bet that you're going to see is the under. It started at 57.5, I believe. It's down to like 54 now or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I think it's going to move again. So, me too. I got it at 57.5, but I bought it up to 58 and I took the under. It's going to be, last I saw, I think three degrees at kickoff. Woo! That's Woo. not exactly warm. Dude, that sucks to go to that game. Like, I get it. You're a Kansas City fan, but They're like, gonna, dude, the crowd's going to be insane. It is, but like, you know, it's insane being in a bar that's warm with easy to get a drink, food, bathroom. That's not insane. That sounds uh, that sounds dynamite. Actually, yeah, that sounds um, awesome. I don't think it's going to affect the outcome of the game. I do think it's going to affect the scores. Um, you know, on both sides. I think the Patriots. It's like. They're predicted to score like 28 and a half, and KC is like, I don't know, whatever, right around there. I think there's no way they're coming close to that. Like, I think there will be a bunch of punts. I think, you know, maybe here and there someone will break through the line and, you know, have a long gain here and there. But um, I don't see this being a high-scoring game, and I think a lot of people are agreeing with me. The public is obviously taking the under. I don't know what the sharp guys are doing at the moment, but I feel like everybody has to be in agreement that in a three-degree game, it's harder to play the game. It's harder to score. Keep the ball on the ground. Yeah, the stats don't, don't back up. that up, unfortunately. I know, it's weird. So It's weird, I don't get I, it. I told you the turnovers happen a lot more, so maybe the right. bet is, like, someone will throw in interceptions, or maybe you could bet on turnovers in the game, I don't know, but maybe you, you bet Brady's going to throw a pick. I, I bet the odds on that is pretty good, because yep. A, he doesn't do it, and the Chiefs have a bad defense. Well, so here's the thing. Tom Brady has played in this weather before many, many times. Yes. Patrick Mahomes has But won. has he played in this weather before many times at 41 years old? Uh, that's true. Yeah, your body is different. Your body sucks in the cold weather as you get older. Like, true. that is a factor. True. Another factor is that Pat Mahomes has, what, like 20-odd career starts? And he's never played in anything close to this. You know, he played at Texas Tech. Not exactly, you know, cold there. He plays in Kansas City, but he's never played in Kansas City in January. He's played in December in Kansas he City. He has, of course. In- but he's never played in three-degree weather. I'm interested to see how it's going to affect him. Personally, I think it doesn't, you know, I think he'll be fine. I still have the Chiefs at minus three. There, there you go. I'm taking the Chiefs minus three to a. Uh, oh, you still agree with me? Cover. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Sorry, okay, that wasn't you agree. clear. No, it was not clear at all. Um, one stat I wanted to throw out you that Belichick's teams have let up 40 points in a game seven times in the Brady, you know, since he's been coaching the Patriots. Yeah. Three times have been to Andy Reid coach teams. Ooh. Interesting stat right there. That is interesting. I know it's never been in three-degree weather, so who knows if it'll happen. I don't think they're going to score 40 points, but I think the Chiefs will cover easily. So I thought there'd be better odds on the Brady will throw a pick. It's only plus 110. Well, I feel like they're not going to throw it that much. They want well, to that's going to be the game plan, but... Which is why you take the under. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm waiting for the under to dip even lower, and then I'm going to jump on the over. Yeah, it's like what Alex said. Yeah. Um, I no, disagree. I agree with him. Okay, I would take it under 54. I would take it under 51. What if it gets under 50? I mean, I have it under 58, so I'm just kind of, you know, no, throwing it out there. If, if it gets like 49 and a half, you don't think the over is a good bet there then? Uh, it's I think not you, a lot of points. I, think you, I don't think it's going to happen. I think you have value, so at that point you have to take it. Okay, yeah, I don't think it's going to get down that I, far, though. Yeah, I'm only talking value. Okay. Um, I do have one prop. 
Okay. So this is a weird one. Sammy Watkins over four and a half receptions. Hear me out. Okay. If there's one thing Belichick does better than any other coach that I've ever seen is he identifies his opponent's best weapons and he takes them away. Absolutely. He makes the other guys beat him. So what does that mean? Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. He will take those two guys away. Who's next in line? Sammy Watkins. I think Sammy Watkins will have one-on-one the entire game. And I think that Mahomes is going to have to force feed him because the other guy's going to be double covered. That's interesting. I actually like that. Um, I don't know, but I feel like he hasn't, still hasn't. I know he just came back. Um, I want to see more out of him before I would take that prop bet. Here's but I thing. see where you're going. I think Vegas agrees with me because over four and a half is minus 130. Wouldn't you think it'd be better odds? Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't think it was four and a half. I think it'd be three and yeah, a half. Yeah, four and a half is higher than I thought. And the odds aren't that great. But the fact that it's so suspicious makes you think I'm right even more. Okay. Well, the only bet I currently have is the under 58 because I bought that extra half point. I don't want to say I'm fairly confident about it because when I do that, I lose. But um, I like it. Okay. Put a significant amount on it. So right. we'll see what happens. So to sum up, I have the Saints. You have the Rams. Yes. And we both, for the second week in a row, are betting against the Patriots. Who I really don't want to see in the Super Bowl anymore. Nope. I'm over the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you and everybody else who's yeah. not a Patriots I'm fan. over it. Guys, you've had your fun. It's time. I agree. I want this era to end. I'm just done with it. And yep. this is not a great Pats team. If they get to the Super Bowl, it's simply off Belichick and Brady's back. Yeah. Yeah. I got a stat for you, Jeremy. Okay, stat for Do you for know me. that in the last five years, home teams have gone 10-0 and in conference championship games? Straight up. And 8-2 and against the spread. I mean, I feel even better about my bets There now. you go. I have one underdog in the Rams, like I said. But uh, it's kind of a strange stat. I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, I think it, it's been chalk the last few years. Yeah, 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 last five years to be exact. All right. I got some Super Bowl odds for you. Let's hear them. So you can guess the Saints are the favorite. Yep. Plus 190. Can you guess who the second favorite is? Um, Rams, Patriots, or Chiefs. Probably Chiefs. Correct. They're plus 260. Okay. Who do you think is third? third favorite the rams or the patriots i'll go rams nope it's the pats is it really plus 350 and then the rams coming up the rear plus 400 i'm shocked um i don't know I, there's nothing standing out crying for me to bet on here no me neither um my breeze mvp odds have i i missed the boat they're at plus 200 sorry to hear yeah so i thought you were gonna definitely do that i, know. I wanted I screwed to up. but neither screwed of us did. up uh next is Mahomes. so all the quarterbacks are the favorites um, next is Mahomes plus 300, Brady's plus 400, which is intriguing. Brady plus 400, and then Goff plus 600. Quarterbacks get all the love. They get all the love. And all the chicks. Uh, Brady only has one chick, although she's very hot. Yeah. Um, you'd also bet on next year's Super Bowl winner. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I bet you can't tell me who the favorite is next year. The favorite for next year's Super Bowl is... I'll give you the odds. Plus seven hundred. Not gonna help me, but okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Um, I feel like it has to be one of these teams. I'm gonna go. I really like the Rams. No Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Should have went with your first instinct. Oh, really? So Rams are the favorite of plus seven hundred. Okay. Chiefs are the next to plus eight hundred. Okay, interesting. So I have the top two. Yeah. Um. So I was just looking at values. Like you know, is there like a long shot or something that maybe I want to put ten bucks on? Why not? Mm-hmm. I like the Bears at plus fifteen hundred. I do not. I think if Trubisky takes the next step, that defense is still really good. Sure. I don't know. I think that there's something there. Okay. Plus 1,500? I mean, I'll take that bet with you if you want. 
We'll see. Something, <laughs> something to think about. It's not 1985, Jeremy. Something to think about. Uh, do you want to guess the team with the worst odds? Uh, probably the Raiders. Not the Raiders. Niners? Not the Niners. Um, The Dolphins? Yep. The Miami Dolphins. Wow. I'm actually shocked they, I mean, they that. openly said, we're rebuilding. Yeah, but I'm actually shocked. I feel like they get more love than they, they always should, but okay. Yeah. A team that we lost the over-under on this year is somehow last in yeah. odds next season. It sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny that that, or maybe not funny, but just fun that you can bet on that already. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Um, oh, I got one more thing. Yep. You know what I hate, Jeremy? Here we go. I hate when people take photos of people vertically instead of horizontally. When the situation clearly calls for a horizontal photo. Do you remember back in the days of cameras before camera phones? No, I don't. I can't think back that far. Okay. All right. Well. That's that's unfortunate that you, that uh, you're losing your memory at a, the ripe old age of uh, 36, almost 37. Let's just we sorry don't have to, to say almost I'm sorry, 37. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We could just say my regular age. Yeah, What's well, this almost crap? You got a month left. No, it's not like we're eight and we're like we're almost nine, Joey. Shut up. Um, so back in the day, you used to have a camera, whether it was a digital camera, whether it was a Fujifilm one where you Fuji. Like wound the Co- thing, you know. Kodak. Yeah, or a Polaroid or anything like Polaroid. that. Polaroids are still around, to be fair. They are, you're right. They're, they've made a comeback. Where you just point and click, and it's a rectangle. Now the default pictures are horizontal, literally turn 90 degrees, and I hate it. You could be standing in front of, like, the Parthenon or, like, the Met Museum or, I don't know, anything in front of a stadium outside where clearly... It calls for a horizontal picture, and you're like, oh, can you take my picture? The default for everybody is always to go horizontal, and then you miss the entire goddamn backdrop. Then just tell someone you want the vertical. I do every single time, Jeremy. Every time someone hands me a camera, I turn it, and I've gotten so many times, oh, can you actually turn it the other way? Because that's the default these days. I know I get it like for selfies, that kind of makes sense, but even selfies, I turn it the other way so you can see more behind you. I hate when people go to the vertical picture as a default. What a random thing to hate. It really grinds my gears, Jeremy. What a, that's the most random thing you've hated. But do you understand what I'm saying? I don't agree, no. Wow. I I, I, I think horizontal is the way to go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Sorry, vertical. There you go. I was Vert- just wondering if you remember the, the opposite no, wait. term. Horizontal is, the, is like this, right? Horizontal, yeah. Yes. That's how you should be taking pictures. That's what people do normally. No, they don't. They go like this. You, oops, sorry. Drop my phone. Foreigners do that. But no, no they always I always go, go like, like this. Me too. Oh, so you're a I normal don't... person. Everyone's always like this. Boop, boop, boop. I just witnessed it downstairs. We were all sitting uh... at a table, and someone was like, "Should I do it?" For... Someone took a picture of all of us. There was like ten of us at the table, where you clearly stand at one end and you turn it sideways to take it horizontally, and they didn't do that. They had it normal. They just held up their phone because when you're looking at your phone, your smartphone these days, that's how everybody looks at it vertically. Yeah. So they assume that that's how you should be taking a picture. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that way. I don't know if people do. Now, right. I, maybe I haven't paid close enough attention. Watch. You're going to see it all the time. Well, now it's going to annoy me, so thanks. It's going to annoy you. Thanks. It's the worst. I hate it. Thanks. One of my biggest pet peeves. Thanks for ruining picture taking for me. Sorry. Uh, wow. That's a that's a weird biggest, on the list of biggest pet peeves. It's <laughs> a weird one. Uh, you never know what you're going to get on this medium podcast. No, you do not. You never know. All right, so hopefully we can make you some money this week because we didn't make you money uh, last week. Um, I guess we're both this medium lock as the Chiefs. Let's go Chiefs. Let's go Chiefs. I think everyone just wants the Chiefs to win. So, yeah, outside of New England. Yeah, 
I don't know. I was thinking maybe the Chiefs money line. I don't like the money line in either of these games. You know how much I love money line bets. You, you but... are money line Gartner. Yeah. MLG. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening as always. Uh, send questions to smeeamsports at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for our picks. Follow us on Instagram for our picks. And enjoy sports. What is born? I'm up all night. I'm a money lord. I walk through white. Make a tax bill. Bring a half bill. I'm some